0: Alright, welcome back everybody, this is the Urban Mommy and this is the Urban Mommy Podcast. Today we are going to talk about something that is very important, we're going to talk about happiness. Now I know this sounds very cliche, but you have to choose to be happy. It is much easier than it sounds, but I'm telling you it is possible. Once you are able to control your mindset, you will be able to change your life, I promise you. I mean, I have proof y'all, I really, I promise you, it's easy. A lot of people judge me, and they think that my life is just so good, it's so perfect, and it's always been a certain way, but it hasn't been. Like, I don't look anything like what I've been through, and thank God that I don't, because I've really been through some stuff. I don't talk about it a lot, but it is real. It's, like, super real. So my upbringing wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst either, but I've been through some stuff. I mean, I could tell y'all some stories, right, and I don't even want to go back to start to birthed and all that stuff because I can go there one day maybe on one of these podcasts we can discuss it we could talk about it but I'm gonna be open and honest with y'all about everything that happened to me I'm gonna just say within the last 10 years and everything that happened within the last 10 years is enough to to make me go crazy which I almost did go crazy I I would not I'm not ashamed to say I literally almost went crazy I literally let somebody take me I let somebody take me there and um, I'm not proud of it, but I'm happy that it happened because I was able to grab hold of my life. I literally hit rock bottom, y'all. I promise y'all, I was at the bottom, you know? I, and I let somebody bring me there. And I, I refuse to ever do that again. But that's because i allowed allow somebody else to dictate my life. And I let someone's um, unwillingness to be with me Changed the way I looked at myself, and I was like so wrong, it shouldn't have been like that. So, let me back up to about 2000. And I started 2004, right? 2004, I was one year out of high school, I graduated in 2003. So, 2004, I'm one year out of high school, I'm in college, I'm doing well something told me it's time for you to go to lsu i was so scared to lose my mom not lose my mom but leave my mom because i was so close to her like she she was literally my best friend like really 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 my best friend and i that kind of kept me from going away to school because i didn't want to leave her like i was so close to her i really didn't think i could do anything without her to be honest so i said you know what Mom want to go to LSU, which is in Baton Rouge, and I lived in New Orleans. It's only 45 minutes to an hour away, but it was a big step for me. So 2004, I said, Mom, I want to go to Baton Rouge. I want to go to LSU. She said, to whatever you want, I'm down with you. I said, okay, which I, I expected her to do. I don't know how she actually felt about me leaving, but she was very supportive. She helped me buy stuff to leave and all that kind of stuff.
1: Um.
0: So anyway things were going on, life was happening, and it was time for me to leave. So, right, um, was this right when I decided to leave? Yeah, it was right when I decided to leave. I first got to, to Baton Rouge in 2004. I believe this was 2004. Yep, 2004, I was just getting to Baton Rouge. I was doing school. I was in college. I was living good. I get a phone call from my brother. He like, you gotta come home. I'm like, what's wrong? He was like, just come on, get in the car. So I'm like, all right, I took all my stuff. I was calling my cousin, cause she and I were at LSU together and she wasn't answering. So I was like, what's going on? So I was like, all right. So we get back home and my mom's crying. Everybody's crying. I'm like, what's wrong? Like what happened? What happened? So my mom told me, My brother probably told me in the car too, but I kind of remember my mom, my mom and I's conversation and she was like, your brother committed suicide. He killed himself. And it was just silence because I literally did not know what to say. I didn't know how to accept it because I couldn't accept it because I just didn't believe that he would do that. So And that's me and that's how I'm feeling. He also has children. And then that's my mom's only living son. So I knew that was hitting her really, really hard. So that was a big time. That was a a major, when we talking about things that happened in my life, that's probably the starting point of everything that started to go downhill. Because up to that point, everything was good my beginning was a little rocky my regular life was cool but this was the turning point of my life when it started to go down my brother killed himself like just saying it kind of like it bothers me because it hurts and i was hurt i was upset i felt bad for his children i felt bad for my mother i felt bad for his sister i just felt bad and it was i didn't even know how to deal with it because Honestly, I had never really lost anybody that was that close to me. That was my first time, like, really, really losing somebody. The first time really being involved in a funeral. It was just a first for me. And the fact that he did that because he did it, it kind of hurt worse, you know? So all kind of emotions went through my mind about him. But I had to understand what goes through someone's mind when they're at a low point. I've been at low points before. I mean, never that low. But... I had to understand what he went through, but I was, at the same time, I was understanding, but I was upset, and let me tell you why I was upset. Not only because I was hurt, because I thought about his kids, but I thought about my mom. My mom tried so hard, and the fact that he killed herself, I believe, his self, I'm sorry, I believe that it took some of my mother with her. And from that point on, she was a different woman, okay? So she was just grieving. Basically, she was grieving. She grieved and grieved and grieved and grieved. And it hurts to watch somebody grieve behind somebody, especially when somebody dies suddenly. It's it's just hard to deal with. So just to speed things up, that was 2004, my brother committed suicide. Heavy hit to the family. You all know I'm from New Orleans next year is 2005 this point i was moving i did my year in the dorms my two years i think No, my year in the dorms this year which was 2005 i was getting ready to move to the apartments the independent living apartments on campus because once you're in your second year you can move so i was ready to move i was like yeah it's all good living on campus now after i did my little time i want to move off campus because you know I just feel I don't know what I, why I want to move off campus, but I just wanted to move off campus because I'm not going to lie. Campus life was fun. I always had this little I want to be grown spirit in me for some reason. Didn't make any sense. Like hindsight is 2020, but I wish I would have stayed on campus. But anyway, it was time to move off campus. My mom was like, hey, Don, I'm going to get you some furniture for your apartment. I'm like, OK, cool. That's, that's good. I need a TV. I need this and I need that all that good stuff. I need everything cause I was moving into an apartment. So she's like, all right. So her and my brother-in-law will come every weekend and bring me like a different item. My best friend's mom had this nice real table and it was a huge table. So they had to bring it in parts. They bring the top, then they'll bring the stand, then they'll bring the chair. So I was just getting the parts of everything. And next, August 28th, they telling everybody you gotta leave New Orleans. Like, look, we waited to the last minute, but y'all got to go. We were scared, but this was our first real, real evacuation like this. We had one back in Andrew, but that was nothing. For this one, like, everybody had to leave. They were like, look, this is the one. So if y'all want to live, y'all got to get out of here. I remember my family getting on a road. I was like, look, I got this townhouse. It's a two-bedroom. I'll explain the two-bedroom thing on a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But anyway, I had a two-bedroom townhouse in Baton Rouge. So my parents and my family was like, Donna, we coming by you. I said, that's nothing. That's fine. So of course, Katrina hit. So now we talk about 2004 suicide. Now we talk about 2005 Hurricane Katrina. Now let's go to 2006. In between all that, I had a boyfriend. And that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. Because this guy was somebody I called my boyfriend since like high school, of course. But needless to say, I got pregnant and I gave birth to my son in 2006. All right. And in 2006, I became a single parent, right? I'm laughing now, but it wasn't funny then. So we got 2004, my brother. We got 2005, Katrina. We got 2006, I have a baby and then he leaves me. But it's all good because at the time my mama was there to help me because remember, she had never left, back, left Rouge from Katrina, so she's living with me, right? So now we had 2007, got a baby, um, my mom's living with me, we doing well, we actually thinking about staying in Baton Rouge. like we like it out here, it's kind of good, we don't want to go back to New Orleans, right? My mom's like, Donna, I think I want to start my life out here, let's look at houses, Let's do everything." So I'm like, all right, man, it's no problem. We started looking for houses. We started doing all kinds of things. We started going exercise every day. We started walking. She was watching babies out there. So, you know, we had everything going on. One day we were getting ready to bring my son to go visit his grandparents in Houston. I said, Mike, you want to go for a ride? She's like, yeah, sure. As we getting ready to leave, my mom was like, I don't feel good. I'm like, what's wrong? You okay? She's like, nah, something not right. I'm like, what you mean something not right? I'm getting scared. I'm getting nervous. But she's like, then I don't feel good. All of a sudden she stopped talking. She leaned against the car and I saw that it was not what it was supposed to be. So I, I like got in the car and I opened the door and I had her leaning on me. Long story short, without me getting into too much, my mom died right there in my arms. That's 2007. That next weekend was my graduation from college. So I was due to graduate on that, like that week my mom died. So my mom died in May, you know, graduation and all that stuff in May. She died right before Mother's Day. She died right before my graduation. Like, but I'm happy because she knew I was graduating. She helped me write the invitations. So I was very happy. I wasn't happy, but I was um, happy that she knew I graduated. So she knew that she did a good job for me. And I was just really happy about that. All right, so I'm saying all this. I know I'm giving a, y'all a long, long story, but I just kind of wanted to build the scene of what I was going through, right? So that's 2007. I don't think anything happened in 2008. I think I had a break. 2009, living in New Orleans. I moved back home. I'm working. I'm doing well. Get a call. Yes, what's going on? Don, I need you to come to the hospital. I'm like, what's going on? Your dad died. I was like, my dad died? Oh. So, of course, as you know, if you've been through a funeral, one funeral, is not going to do anything but remind you the last funeral. So, when you at one funeral, you're at, like, five different funerals. You're going to having emotions from everybody. I literally buried my dad on my deceased mom's birthday. My dad's funeral was February 19th, which is my mom's birthday. Right? So, I'm not doing this because I want pity or nothing like that. I'm doing this because I want y'all to understand that I have been there, like, literally been there. Right? I've been through so much. Um, And after that, I was in a really, really dark spot for a long time because it was like I was getting hit after hit after hit after hit. And I got this cousin named Z, Zandra. Um, Zandra lives in L.A. She's a cool, like, so cool. And she's just different. And I admire that about her. And I remember she posted something on Facebook about a 100-day challenge, 100 happy day challenge. So when I looked on it, I was like, That's weird, but let me try it out. Let me see, you know, what what it's hitting for. I tried it, and basically what you have to do with the 100 happy days is, for 100 days straight, you have to find something that makes you happy, and you have to post it. So day one, I'm happy for this. Day two, I'm happy for this. Day three, I'm happy for that. So whatever you're happy for, you have to post about it on what you call them. You have to post about it. So that's what I did. I was posting and I was learning something. More importantly, what I learned is, it's all about perspective. It doesn't matter what happens during the day, that challenge challenged me to find something positive in my day. And one of those times I did the challenge, I promise you, it was not meant to be like this. We randomly just selected a day that I started the challenge. And I kid you not, my 100th day was on my mama's birthday. It was February 19, and I was just like, oh, my God. If this isn't a message to me, I don't know what is. And it took me a while to realize. It took me a while for it to sink in. But I had to stop doing whatever I was doing, and I had to realize that somebody was talking to me, and I had to listen. It was telling me that that 100 happy day challenge, it was not a coincidence that I saw that challenge. It was not a coincidence that Xandra posted that and I saw it. It was not a coincidence that I started on the day that I started on. Everything was perfectly aligned. You may or may not believe in that type of stuff, but honestly, I didn't believe in that type of stuff. But sometimes you start getting signs and, and you can't help but to believe it. And I totally believe that that is true. Right, so that was just one step. I had to also start believing it. So I did the challenge maybe twice because I wanted to change it into my lifestyle. I didn't want to do it for 100 days and be done. No, I did it for 100 days. Then I started another 100 days. And then I just started to be happy. I started to look at things and see things and be like, man, let me find something positive that I can say for the different things that's happening in my life. And it worked. You know, no matter what I was going through, no matter what I was doing, I found a way to be happy. It was hard, okay? And I had a big test. A big test happened in 2013. I had a boyfriend. I was going with him since I'm going to say about 2010. I felt that he was my soulmate. I was so happy about him. We had so much stuff in common. It was just bomb. I get pregnant. And just like the last time, he leaves. And that's another podcast for another day. But I had to use everything that I learned in my 100 Happy Day Challenge to get through that. It was hard, and I failed several times. I went backwards. I cut all my hair off my head. I was depressed. I did everything. I let that man tear me down. But guess what? While he was tearing me down, and he wasn't even nowhere around me, he was living his life. He hadn't moved on, found another girl, had another baby. And what am I doing? Sitting around still mad, upset, hurt, hair still gone. And for what? I had to wake myself up and slap myself. Like, D, what you doing? What you doing? Seriously? And I needed that. I had to hit rock bottom because had I not hit it, I might still be there. Don't slow your life down or stop your life. For somebody else. Or what somebody else got going on. Because I promise you. If given the opportunity. They will pass you up. I'm not about to let nobody pass me up. I'm a little competitive sometimes. You're not about to pass me up. So I had to become my own motivation. I got this baby girl. I still got this son. I don't care if I'm a single parent times 2 I'm going to do what I do. And guess what? You can look at my life now. I am like surpass anything I ever thought that I would ever be able to do I'm doing well y'all like real talk I'm happy and I'm happy because I choose to be happy of course things still happen to me people still do me wrong but I have to choose to be happy because me being upset at different things does not change anything all right now I've been running my mouth for a long time so I don't want to do too much I don't want to say too much but I'm going to start doing some more podcasts on these topics But I wanted y'all to get into my life because I wanted y'all to see the truth, the true me. And I wanted y'all to see, like, when I'm smiling and when I'm happy, when I'm out doing my thing, it's a lot of stuff behind that. But no, this smile is genuine. I'm not faking it. This is real. I really am happy. Right? And it's all because I choose to be. Not because stuff don't happen. I'm happy because I choose to be. And you should, too. So, if nobody ain't tell y'all they love you. I'm telling y'all I love you. Make sure you go follow me on my other platforms and be cool. See y'all next time.